Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network presented by Wheelan Engineering and also brought to you by Hercules Tire. I'm Hannah Newhouse going each and every week. By my co-host of Kyle Ricky, and we talked a lot the last couple weeks about the return of the ARCA West. Seems like they've been off for quite some time, but they raced over the past weekend at the Irwindale Speedway for what started as a night of destruction the night before, then hosted the ARCA West. Pretty good field of cars, and it would be Jesse Love that would get that victory, but not without a little bit of a shootout with one of the track champions, Kyle. And that, of course, being Dean Thompson. Jesse led only six laps of the race, including the final four. Uh, he and Dean swapped the lead several times over the course of the event, with Jesse picking up the race win as the defending champion. Joey East, Jake Drew, and Cole Moore rounded out the top five. First time that uh, we've really seen this series as a standalone series this year. They had been running in conjunction with the Arca Menard series, the national series, over the last uh, over their first two events. So uh, Todd Souza, Dean Thompson, right now tied atop the championship standings after three events and uh, after their first solo event of the season yeah and you look at second and third i'm sorry well technically because they're tied you look at second and third in points that's cole moore and jesse love only one point separates cole from the top two two points separates jesse love from those top two the top seven in points less than 11 points between them so uh interesting to see in an exciting race for the points battle they've got a couple weeks off here in the arco west their next race will be at colorado for the colorado 150 on july 31st and also, if you were on social media this weekend, I guarantee you saw a video of the packed house that was South Boston Speedway. We've enjoyed talking to Carly and Chase Brashears over the last couple weeks, uh, leading up to, of course, them opening their season, getting their local season underway. But this past weekend, they hosted the Thunder Road Harley-Davidson 200, of course, a late model stock series uh, race, 37 cars in entry, came down to, once again, a late race caution between Bobby McCarty and the reigning two-time winner here of Peyton Sellers. McCarty, though, able to cash that $10,000 check, and again, Kyle, in front of a huge crowd. Not just one late race caution, but three <laughs> late race cautions that Bobby had to hold off Peyton for to claim the win, and he had the outside lane to do it, which was the preferred line on Saturday night. You mentioned the packed crowd. Uh, kudos again to Chase and Carly. Uh, they've had a big couple of weeks running the media center at the Pocono Raceway two weeks ago and then putting on this spectacular event on Saturday night at the South Boston Speedway. Full house, full pit area, 37 cars took the green flag, 22 finished on the lead lap. Uh, no doubt late model stock car racing and short track racing in general right now in, in Virginia anyway, alive and well and can't, talk, can't wait to talk to Bobby about the win here coming up in a bit. Yeah, we'll have Bobby on after the break to talk about that win and also the rest of his season. But again, Peyton Sellers came home in second, Justin Johnson third, Thomas Scott was in fourth over Chad McCombie. Again, those 37 cars. Uh, this is the first of the Virginia Triple Crown. We kind of saw it 
We've seen it over the last couple of years, of course, last year uh, with things somewhat of a mess that Virginia Triple Crown kind of pushed to the wayside with the Valley Star Credit Union being postponed. So this is the first race. Of course, we've got the Hampton Heat at Langley Speedway on July 24th. Oof. And it's been hot, so I can only imagine. There's a reason they call it the Hampton Heat. And then, of course, the Valley Star Credit Union 300 at Martinsville, which we always have coverage of on the Motor Racing Network. That race not until September 25th. So Bobby McCarty definitely on a hot streak right now between the Cars Tour and also, of course, this big race. So we're going to take a quick break. Get him on the guest line here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry trusted to perform since 1952 citywide to countryside whatever you drive wherever you go hercules has the value selection and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you go to HerculesTires.com. there you can find the nearest authorized hercules retail location to you plus you can use the tire tracker to find out which hercules tire fits your vehicle the best That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. Of course, South Boston, we just talked about it, had one of their biggest races. The first one of the Virginia Triple Crown over the past weekend. And after three late race restarts, it was Bobby McCarty who would cash that $10,000 check. He joins us now on the guest line. First off, Bobby, thanks for joining us and congratulations on your win this past weekend. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Not once, not twice, but three times you had to battle it out with Peyton Sellers, who's got a pretty good track record at South Boston Speedway. What was going through your mind those last couple restarts and ultimately what led to holding off Peyton? Uh, just hoping it would stop. Um, you know, we had a really good car. We we played the strategy out pretty good with the invert. and um, You know, Peyton's going to race you hard. You, you know that going into it. and um. Whoever was going to win the race, they had to be on top. And um, we had the position, and and he was doing everything he could to to get it. Um, So, you know, just just hoping. I knew I just needed two two corners where I could get through clean and and we could get going. Um, But, you know, you keep having cautions like that. You know, the the anticipation just keeps ramping up, ramping up, and everybody, you know, kind of gets really excited. And you just, you never know what's going to happen. So, um, just really nerve-wracking, but just had to, to stay focused and just let the car do the work. You mentioned that the strategy played out. What was that strategy that helped you get to that position late in the race where you were able to run side-by-side with, with Peyton over those final three restarts? So we qualified terrible. Um, still not really sure what went on when we qualified. We qualified 14th. Uh, we got to six pretty quick. Um, I'm going to say before lap 20, and that was kind of where we wanted to be. Um, you know, it, it, once we got to a, a, a riding pace, pretty much, and uh, we got there, we rode there for a little bit, and uh, restarts happened there around lap 80, and we got up to second, and um, another caution come out, and I think we had like five or six laps left, and uh, we knew the invert was coming. You just never know what the invert's going to be, and uh, my crew chief said, "Man, I, I really think." 
I think if we're fourth, it'll play out the best that it can possibly be. Uh, so when that caution come out, you know, with five or six to go left before lap 100, um, when we went back green, we was on the bottom, which worked out perfect because I could really drag my feet and let a couple cars get by us. Um, and, and we got to fourth, and then they drew four for the invert. Um, that just worked out perfectly. And then once once we got the lead, you know, we kept taking the, the outside on the restarts, and uh, we just get going. Yeah, and 200 laps around South Boston Speedway is a long time. I've done 150, and that was about 50 laps too many for me, if we're being honest. It is just a hard track to get around, especially in the heat of the day. Uh, so I can only imagine 200. But where does this win stack up for you, Bobby? You've got a pretty impressive resume of late model stock racing. And to get this win in front of a absolutely packed house at South Boston Speedway, where does this stack up for you on your resume? You know, for for me and, and the team, um, you know, we made a lot of changes in the off season and um we we've been just trying to, you know, figure things out on our own and um you know, to get a win like this is, is really special um for the team. But, you know, for for me I was honestly I was worried I was gonna even make it through the whole race. I come down with something Wednesday and um I was actually sleeping on pit road Saturday morning and just doing everything I could to, to try to make sure I'd make it through the race. Um so for me, physically, to, to make it and, and to win the race, you know, to me, it meant a lot. And uh, just for the team, this is a race that we haven't won. Um, and we've wanted to win for a while. So to uh, to be able to pull it off the way that we did, you know, against Peyton, who's won it the last two years in a row, um, was really, really special. Um, you know, it's, it's stacking up there pretty high right now. It's hard for me to say which, which win is my favorite. But um, this one, this one really, it really means a lot. It's amazing what happens when that adrenaline kicks in. All those illnesses <laughs> are, are, are forgotten. Uh, Hannah That's mentioned right. a packed house, a, a full grandstand, the biggest crowd at the racetrack in years. Uh, also a pretty darn good-sized field. 37 cars took the green flag. 22 of them finished on the lead lap. Uh, what does that say about the health right now of, of late model racing uh, down in Virginia, especially that region of the country? I mean, we normally see – pretty good fields at South Boston, especially for these bigger triple crown events throughout Virginia. But, you know, 37 cars in what seemed to be a very competitive class or very competitive group on Saturday night. Well, it was, it was really, really close. I think the field was only separated by less than a 10th. And I know, I know we went a 1498 and started 14th and I, think uh whoever started fifth went like a 1493 or 92 so it was it was a really tight field um to have that many cars show up and 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 that many fans show up um you know it definitely definitely brings brings some excitement into the sport you know and it, it tells everybody the cars are there um you just had to put everything together to, to get them out um you know these cars are, are very expensive to to put together and uh, just as expensive to get to the racetrack so um when you pay five figures you know this is obviously telling you you'll get your car count you know you just got to give the racer something to race for um and and 10 grand and um, i'm willing to bet they had every bit of thirty thousand people there i mean that's that's about all you need to to go racing and, and see if you can bring a trophy home so I'm really thankful to everybody at South Boston for, for giving us the opportunity and uh, Thunder Road for putting the race on. Um, just still kind of beside myself, man. I mean, that was that was a big win for us. 
and you're carrying some pretty good momentum into, of course, the rest of the Triple Crown, which we have coming up in a couple weeks at uh, Langley Speedway, the Hampton Heat, and, of course, Valley Star Credit Union near the tail end of the year, September 25th. Uh, That next race, though, the Hampton Heat, the week before, of course, the Cars Tour throwback race at Hickory Motor Speedway. Of course, you're leading the points in the late model stock division. Is it safe to say you're going to go ahead and run the uh, Triple Crown Series, or do you guys play something into it where maybe you're trying to keep that car safe for the points? Oh, no, we're we're running it. Um, you know, the Langley is a really good racetrack for us, um, with the exception of the course race this year, um, which in my eyes, that race never happened. Um, but uh, we are... Uh, we're definitely running it. Um, you know, it's something that the team has won with Timothy um, as far as the Triple Crown, but it's, it's something I want to win personally. Um, you know, so so we're going to Hampton uh, with, with all means of, of winning that race, and hopefully everything goes smooth so I can use my primary car for the course of race. But if not, um, we do have a backup that will be ready for the, uh, the course of race at Hickory. So um, we're going all out. You know, we are. Uh, We've had a rough start. You know, last year wasn't a, a year that we're proud of. You know, it's not a Nelson Motorsports year. So um, we're, we're swinging for the fences this year, and we're, we're going for every win that we can possibly get. And uh, definitely the, the big money races, you know, the triple crown races, the throwback race at Hickory, um, all these big races that get a lot of attention. We're, we're putting everything in it to, to try and win them. Yeah, that was going to be my next question for you. And Hannah touched on the car store schedule and the Triple Crown schedule. I mean, a lot of local stuff out there as well. Um, what does the, your summer look like right now as far as, you know, where you hope to race? Uh, it's, it's looking busy. Um, I got the next two weekends off, I believe. And then, you know, obviously the Hampton Heat and then the Hickory Throwback Race. Um, then I know we're running the Rodney Cook Race. Uh, a couple, a couple off races, um, but most of them are from here on out. It's going to be, you know, big money paying races and and the rest of the course for races. So uh, things are definitely about to start getting getting pretty busy for us. But um, you know, I'm really all the guys at Nelson Motorsports are are pumped up. They're building really fast race cars right now, and um, as a driver, I'm pumped up. So uh, we're looking forward to it. I feel like we're we're really getting getting our our program fine-tuned at, at the right time, um, you know, for the back half of this season. So, you know, hopefully we can uh, click off a few more big wins, maybe bring home a championship this year, and uh, we'll put a season up for the record book. Awesome. We're looking forward to it, of course, always. Bobby, again, congratulations on the win this past weekend, and I'm sure we'll talk to you later on in the year. Yes, ma'am. Thank you all for having me again. Again, guys, Bobby McCarty, the winner this past weekend up at South Boston for the big 10K late model stock and also leading the cars to her points. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got your Wheelan Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1950. 1950- 
Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Get back to NASCAR roots by driving headfirst into the new home of grassroots racing. Flow Racing keeps the original NASCAR tradition of dirt track racing roaring with more than 1,300 live and on-demand oval events from across the U.S. Learn how the next generation of NASCAR drivers is prospected in sprint car racing. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash go MRN. That's floracing.com forward slash go MRN. Time now for this week's Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight, a driver that has found success at several tracks up here in New England, the Stafford Motor Speedway, and most recently at his home track, Monadnock Speedway, up in New Hampshire, claiming his first modified win just a couple of weeks ago. Tyler Leary joins us from Hatsfield, Massachusetts. Tyler, uh, first off, thanks for joining us here on, uh, on what was a, a wet weekend up here in the Northeast. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you guys having me on uh, so we can chat a little bit about uh, what's been going on, you know, with the winds up in Monadnock. And, um, you know, I think we're starting to get the hang of Stafford here. So uh, it's nice to be on and uh, I appreciate it. We just talked a little bit ago. This is the first weekend that uh, you can remember that uh, the entire weekend was wiped out because of rain. Is is it? A, I know you're coming off of a win um, and you want to keep that positive momentum going, but is it nice to kind of take a weekend and maybe reset just a little bit here, uh, you know, midway through the season. It, it honestly really is Kyle, you know, um, we all as racers, it's, there's never uh, nothing to do. So to have that little bit of extra time to go over the cars, um, make sure everything's good. Uh, you know, it gives you time to change all the fluids, uh, just really give it a thorough check over and, uh, and come back even stronger. Did you find anything or are the cars in pretty good shape? Uh, no, not, uh, didn't really find anything. Cars are in pretty good shape. Um, we, we pride ourselves on, you know, making sure our race cars are ready to hit the track every week. So. Before we talk about the, the recent success at the Nanoc Speedway, let's talk about how you got your start in motorsports. What, uh, what sparked your interest growing up first at, you know, as a potential race fan and then, you know, wanting to, to be a participant. Yeah, so um, my dad, uh, Marty Leary, actually raced late models at Riverside Park um, 
back in the late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, I wasn't born then, obviously, but, um, you know, he had always talked about racing. And, and when I was old enough to start to understand the sport, um, we started going to Stafford, uh, you know, four or five, six times throughout the summer. And and then it turned into, oh, well, let's go to Waterford or, oh, let's go to Monadnock, uh to watch these cars. And and one day I, I asked him, I was like, he still had his old racing trailer and, uh, you know, dad, hey, can we go back racing? So uh, I never got, I never did bandoleros or go-karts. Um, I jumped right into a full-bodied late model at Monadnock. So it was uh, quite the experience, but, you know, I look back and I can't believe it's been, oh God, probably eight or nine years now since I started and, you know, time just flies. And picked up a track championship a couple of years ago at the Monadnock Speedway in that late model, or I believe they call super stocks up there at the Monadnock Speedway. And then you made the transition to the modified. And, and in fact, you still run late models at Stafford, but at Monadnock anyway, you've really focused on the modified this uh, the last couple of seasons. Has that, was that always a goal um, is to ultimately drive an open wheel car up here? That was always uh, my dream, you know, as a, as a young racer um, to compete with, you know, the, the big guns to compete with guys like Keith Rocco and Todd Owen and, you know, all these, uh, and it's not, you know, there's a bunch of up and coming kids. I mean, now you got Steven Kopchick and Chase Dowling and all these guys are just making really big names for themselves. And uh, you know, that's, that's where I want to get to in motorsports. Um, so yeah, no, I've always had the the passion and drive to race and I, I honestly don't care what it is, but um, open wheel cars have always had my, my top interest. What's that transition like going from, you know, you talked a little bit ago running that late model for so many years and finding so much success in it to an open wheel modified, especially at Monadnock? Uh, it's very difficult um, for anyone who's wondering, you know, it, uh, I've taken the transition at Monadnock pretty well. Um, I feel like I know that track now, like the back of my hand kind of, but um, I will say that it's very tough and it, it shows at Stafford. I mean, um, I've been in very good equipment now for for two and a half years and uh you know we're just starting to come around um the one thing that's very difficult is uh sk racing you know is there's tough racing but it's not so bullish like it is in late models you know you can't you can't use the the front bumper well you can use the front bumper but you can't there's no uh you know eight wheels turn better than four kind of thing and it still does happen but in late model racing it's it's that much more common and i was always used to leaning on drivers a little bit and that kind of type of racing. And with a mod, you know, you got to watch out for that right front. It hangs out there and you catch something and you're going to have a bad day for whoever you hit and yourself. So um, just whole that whole aspect of modified racing makes it that much more difficult. What um, let's talk about the win uh, first off last week at the, at the Mananoc Speedway. How big was that for you uh, to, to get that checkered flag? It was huge, honestly. Um, it gave me a big confidence boost, not only for the rest of the season at Monadnock, but going in it's now the rest of the year at Stafford. Um, you know, knowing that it can be done. Um, you know, I beat some good guys. You know, you beat guys like Todd Patnode and Matt Kimball, and and those are very big names up there. And and those guys compete just as tough as the guys down at Stafford. So um, to go out there and, and have a really good car um, and the great partners that I have behind me and be able to do that not only for myself but for them for uh my crew and uh and all my fans out there in the stands you know it's uh it was a 
a really good moment, and I hope we can uh, keep that momentum throughout the rest of the year. Matt Kimball, the current championship leader up there at the Monadnock Speedway, uh, about halfway through their season. You mentioned SK Modifieds at Stafford. They used to be called Sportsman Modifieds at, at Monadnock. Uh, they have a different name now. Um, what's the biggest difference, though, with, with the race cars uh, for those fans that don't know about, uh, especially the, the Monadnock Modified? Um, basically just engine and shock packages. Um, a lot of the guys run, uh, Spafco chassis. A lot of us are on, uh, Troyer chassis. So, um, as far as the actual chassis go, they're the same. Um, obviously SKs are a, uh, built type Stafford spec engine. Um, the Monadnocks run a 604 crate engine. So, uh, with a four barrel as the Stafford SKs are on a two barrel carburetor. So, um, you know, I was pretty shocked at the, uh, the power that those 604s make. Um, they pull pretty good for, for a crate engine. So, um, you know, I, I'd say that you can feel the difference in the built engine at Stafford. But as far as uh, pull down the straights, it, uh, it honestly kind of feels pretty similar. Talked about your success at the Monadnock Speedway here recently up in New Hampshire. How would you kind of sum up your your season at Stafford, uh, where, you know, you're back in a late model. You didn't start the season there in, in a late model stock car, but you've, you've run the last several weeks now in a late model and back uh, pulling double duty. I feel like more times than not. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's awesome. I've, I told everyone, you know, I, that's what I want to do. I want to drive race cars. I don't care what kind of race cars they are. I don't care if they have 15 inch wide rubber or eight inch wide rubber, you know, um, I just love racing. I love the sport. Um, and yeah, I have to, give it up to uh, Tom Fern and Pat Kretschmann for letting me run their late model um, for the rest of the year. So very excited about that. Uh, we've been, Pat has been working on it really hard and, uh, you know, try to make it better for us come feature time and, and we're getting there, you know, it's, uh, I'm having a blast on running with these guys in the late models. Uh, they have a fantastic field. Tyler, uh, best of luck to you the rest of the season here. Thank you for joining us here on our Wheelin Modified Spotlight. Congratulations on the win at Monadnock, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, the weather clears out this weekend on, on Friday and Saturday, and you can get back on the racetrack in both of your, or all three of your race cars. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks to MRN, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Tyler Leary, most recent winner at the Monadnock Speedway in the Sportsman Modified, and also running in an SK Modified and late model at the Stafford Motor Speedway. This week's Willen Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued, 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Over the weekend, our friends in the NASCAR Euro Series took to Brands Hatch for another one of their races. We'll have those results for you. You can check them out, of course, on NASCAR Roots or NASCAR Home Tracks for all of those results for all of NASCAR's regional and touring division races. Over the weekend, also, Tucson with one of their Firecracker 50 races. It was Brett Yaki over Dylan Jones and Joe Paladenic. And Berlin was Brian Campbell over Joe Bush and Tom Thompson. Lots of rainouts, though, Kyle, we saw over the weekend. Let's see, rainouts all over the Northeast, including Stafford, Waterford, Monadnock, Lee USA Speedway, Seekonk Speedway, Riverhead Raceway, and Lancaster up in New York, all getting rained out over the course of the weekend. I, I got to be honest with you, this coming week doesn't look much better, but hopefully the forecast will change with that storm coming up the East Coast. Uh, Lacrosse Fairground Speedway, they did run this past weekend. Mike Carlson held off Steve Bachman. And Steve Carlson to claim his first late model stock car win of the season. Kingsport Speedway in Tennessee had twin features. Wayne Hale and Hayden Woods claim the wins. And at New Smyrna Speedway, the Clyde Hart Memorial uh, annual event for their late model division postponed due to rain. They will now run that event on October 9th, part of the Heart to Heart Breast Cancer Foundation race weekend. As for New Smyrna, they'll be back in action this week with the pro late model 50 lapper this Saturday night. And advanced auto parts, of course, uh, I feel like we're still at the beginning of the season, but we're midway through the summer. So those points continuing to uh, accumulate over the summer as well. Yeah, Peyton Sellers, uh, who finished second at South Boston the other night, continues to lead by 106 points. He's had a huge lead ever since we started uh, keeping track of these standings back in late May. 12 wins in 22 starts coming at Dominion, New Smyrna, and South Boston. He leads over Jacob Gady, uh, who has five wins in 19 starts at Lacrosse, Madison, or Elko. And third place from the Northeast, it's nice to have three different regions involved in the top three. Uh, Matthew Kimball, uh, who's a modified driver up here in the Northeast, five wins and 17 starts at Monadnock, Hudson, and Claremont. He is 136 points behind Peyton Sellers. Yeah, Peyton Sellers is definitely going to be hard to catch. Of course, with all the wins at South Boston, it seems like he's anywhere and everywhere he can be to race that late model stock. But Still lots of racing left in the season for especially us down here in the South. It seems like racing season doesn't ever necessarily end, especially when you get down into Florida. But of course, that advanced weekly uh, auto parts or advanced auto parts weekly series points does have that cut off around usually the September, October time period. Uh, this upcoming weekend, though, well, first off, we do record this show on Tuesdays. And tonight is Slinger Nationals at, of course, Slinger Speedway, kind of previewing what is the SRX series this upcoming weekend. But uh, Slinger Nationals is always one of those ones that 
draws out some of the big names. Of course, you've got Derek Krause, who's a Wisconsin native that will be racing in it tonight, as well as Eric Jones, I believe Chandler Smith. Uh, a lot yep. of guys coming out to Slinger Nationals for that. So we will have those results for you on next week's episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast. But also this upcoming weekend, ARCA, Menard Series back in action. They're headed to the Elko Speedway for the Menards 250. That race is on Saturday. It will be on MAV-TV, or you can watch it live on Track Pass. Yep, coming up this Saturday, Corey Heim, a three-point lead over Ty Gibbs. This will be the ninth of 20 events during their 2021 schedule for the Arca Menard Series at Elko Speedway. Chandler Smith, the most recent winner at that track two years ago. You mentioned the Slinger Nationals, Ty Majeski also uh, in the running for that race later tonight as we tape the show. And I heard over the weekend at Road America, I uh, see nothing official though, but I heard that the winner could get a ride to the SRX event there in just a couple of That's nights from now. And I know Ty Majeski is uh, hoping to, to obviously get that checkered flag, a race that he has done rather well in the last several years, and then run on Saturday night uh, with the SRX series. So, Well, Ty we'll Majeski can give uh, Doug Kobe a call, and Doug will tell him right. that the local boys definitely have the advantage in these race cars. So it would be super cool to see Ty Majeski, or of course some of those other guys that race out there on a weekly basis uh, run against some of the big dogs. Kyle, you're headed to Knoxville. And I must say, I think Dylan is actually more excited for you to go to Knoxville than Dylan is to go to Knoxville himself. Well, we went to Knoxville together two years (laughs) ago uh, for a sprint car race. Um, It's going to be a great weekend. Um, We'll have coverage of of the heat races for the the main event on Friday night, beginning at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Can't wait to see the trucks back on dirt. It's been a couple of years. Obviously, we didn't get out to Eldora last year. And I can't wait to see what Donnie Schatz and Brian Brown can do in Camping World trucks on a surface and at a racetrack that they know rather well. Granted, much different race car, much different world, but I, I can't wait to see how how the, the dirt sprint car guys stack up against the truck regulars. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of mixed names in there, including Parker Price Miller, who I think just yep. also announced he'll be in a truck as well. I will be uh, somewhere in Minnesota. And the weather is not looking great for us to go dirt racing, so I guarantee you we will have that truck race pulled up on, of course, MRN and be watching it with our friends at Fox. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching it. I know you guys will have a lot of fun. Again, lots of racing happening over the weekend. If you get the chance to get out and support your local drivers, your local short track, please do so. Um, we'll have lots to talk about next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm in our new house for Kyle Ricky and producers Craig Moore and Ryan Horn. We will see you guys next week.